Welcome back, everybody, to the Coastal Covers podcast. This is the GCG coming at you uh, with some picks for week eight of the college football season. Uh, FBS football is off. It is rolling. We are past the midway point of the season, which is um kind of actually depressing if you think about it. Um, it's always a long wait in between uh, the end of the season and the beginning again and there's a lot of work that goes into the off season for me which is fun to start and then it becomes a complete grind <laughs> um but I wouldn't I wouldn't trade it for anything but uh you get it's it's the only sport that the end of the season just starts going off the rails and and it just doesn't get better as it goes (laughs) um you know i'm sure a lot of you are in the same boat as me where you you don't really love the college football postseason i mean bowl games outside of the college football playoff bowl games have become pretty much irrelevant at this point nobody plays in them none of like the main guys play uh especially the guys that are going to either graduate or go to the nfl or mostly go to the nfl um pretty much you just get like the career college football players like oh I played high school I played college I know I'm not going to the NFL those guys play but the guys with big futures bright futures you know with a program or going to the NFL those guys don't so you don't get the best shake out of the bowl games the matchups uh sometimes it's like throwing darts at a dartboard like just I don't know if you're really drunk and bad at darts I guess because they're all over the place um you don't get the benefit of, you know, like when a UCF beats an Auburn, you know, you don't, it, it seems really cool, but then, you know, what does everybody say? Oh, UCF, they're still not as good. Auburn just wasn't trying. They don't care. Same with like when Boise beat Oklahoma, but that wasn't the case in those games, you know? So I don't know. It's just always pretty ridiculous. And then the college football playoff, like the first round typically has one to two blowouts. Um, the teams are completely handpicked. You're always going to be upset with somebody who's in there. Um, personally, ever since the COVID year, when you just saw them like shoehorn whoever the hell they wanted in there because it wasn't a real college football season, they bent like every rule to get Ohio State there, like propped up all kinds of teams, making it look like Ohio State played a better schedule. They played five games. They got in the college football playoff. I mean, six after the conference championship that they weren't supposed to be allowed to play in. Um, You know, so it's just they shoehorn whoever the hell they want in that thing. I actually preferred the BCS to the current format. I would be in favor of a big playoff if it was done right. We talked about it in the preseason. Mike and I did a uh, mock playoff the way we would do it. Um, You know, but uh, I don't know. It's the only it's the only sport that that gets worse at the wrap up of the season. But we are only at week eight, so we still got some time to enjoy it. Uh, you know, we're starting to see some rivalry matchups peppered in here. This isn't too bad. So let's start off with a Wednesday night game tonight. Um, and we got Georgia State at App State. So both of these teams are off by week. App State won this game by almost 30 points last year. They won it by 29 points. They're 8-0 and all-time against Georgia State. Um, you know, App State, 
before the bye week, they got beat by Texas State, which was really surprising, which was a really dumb loss, probably a little bit of a wake-up call. Georgia State, slow start to the season, starting to get their their shit together, fixing it up a little bit, right? Um, I don't see any reason. I don't I don't see any difference between this year and last year for me to to understand why this game would be super close if it was a blowout last year. They're they're both like returning production wise. They both bring a ton back from last year. The game's in Boone instead of in in uh yeah Atlanta. So I'm I'm gonna just lay the points with App State. I think under ten points. I'm gonna I'm gonna lay it. Um, next game Thursday, October twentieth, Virginia at Georgia Tech. Uh, both of these teams are off buys as well. UVA won this game last year, forty-eight to forty. But we know UVA was a much different team last year. Uh, they've won four of the last six matchups with, at, against Georgia Tech. However, with uh, Brent Key with uh, Georgia Tech, the interim head coach, they've been. Uh, They've been fixing their their shit a little bit. Seems like they're going to play hard for him. He was a Georgia Tech player. Now he's a Georgia, Georgia Tech interim head coach trying to get a job. Um, honestly, this line seems a little short to me. Uh, so I'm going to lay the points. I'm going to lay it against Virginia. Virginia has done nothing to impress me all season. So I'm going to lay the points with Georgia Tech. Troy, South Alabama. Troy won this matchup last year, 31-24. They've won four straight against South Alabama. But we all know the South Alabama Jaguars are a completely different team this year. Uh, they are laying three points. I'm going to take anything three and up with Troy. I think this is a really close game. I hope South Alabama wins. But to be honest, I picked both of these teams to be sleepers in the Sun Belt this year. And they both are sleepers in the Sun Belt this year. So uh, two two kids doing me proud here. Um, but I'm going to take the points. Anything three and up with Troy. I hope South Alabama wins. But I think these are two really evenly matched teams, if I'm being honest. So uh, moving on to the Friday games, we got Tulsa traveling to Philadelphia to play Temple. They are laying 13 points. Tulsa is off the bye. Temple had a long rest. They played a midweek game last week where they got beat by like 100 to UCF. Uh, Tulsa won this matchup 44 to 10 last year. However, I don't trust this Tulsa defense enough to hit the road on that far of a road trip, we got a cold front rolling through like the whole country right now. Uh, this game's going to probably, well, I don't know. By Friday, it might be a little warmer, but I think it's still going to be a little colder than Tulsa boys are used to. Um, I don't know. I'm acting like I got a huge rationalization. I don't love this play. I'm going to take the 13 points with Temple, but I, I, this isn't a great game to bet. <laughs> I don't know why I'm breaking down weather and shit for Tulsa versus Temple when I know damn well I have no feel for that game. So I'm going to take the 13 with Temple, but I don't love it. UAB, Western Kentucky. This game is in uh, Bowling Green, Kentucky, where the Hilltoppers are laying two and a half points. UAB has won four of the last five times these two teams have met up. Um, here's the general rule of thumb for me in these games. When you have a very physical team, Going up against a frou-frou, frilly offense, I'm always going to take the physical team on the line of scrimmage. So I'm going to take UAB plus the two-and-a-half money line, most likely, uh, to get the win over Western Kentucky. I know Western Kentucky's looked a lot better than expected this year, um, even after you know Bailey Zappi and company left. Look at Bailey Zappi in the NFL right now, by the way, tearing it up. I love knowing about college football, dude. I, look, I, it's not like I was singing – 
from the rooftops that Bailey Zappi was going to be good. But I, like somebody at my work was talking to me and they're like, who the fuck is this Bailey Zappi guy? Like, where did he come from? And I'm like, well, actually this dude put up some like pretty historically great numbers. Yeah. So, and I got to show him the Western Kentucky uh, mascot, the red amorphous blob, which was uh, pretty cool to get to introduce somebody to that. So, um, yeah, I'm going UAB Blazers in that game. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with them outright. I, I like taking the super physical team against a little bit frillier of a team. I think uh, in the trenches, UAB is gonna rip them up there. Moving on to the Saturday slate, we're gonna start off with a uh, nice Big Ten showdown. Um, a nice contested game between Ohio State laying 29 points against Iowa. <laughs> 29 points. That's ridiculous. Um, Anyway, both off the bye week, Ohio State has won 13 in the last 15 matchups against Iowa. But Ohio State does have Penn State on deck. I don't think it's a true look-ahead spot. It's not a true look-ahead spot when you have a bye week because if you overlook a team when you have a bye week before it, uh, it's really hard to do. That's That would be really, really stupid. <laughs> but, I mean, it could still be in the background of your mind, but I don't I don't really think so. I don't really think so. When you really break it down, you think about the bye week, and then you think of uh, Penn State out there getting their ass whipped by Michigan. I don't think you're looking ahead to that team. So um, Iowa, Ohio State, I think Ohio State or Iowa has Ohio State's full attention. However, coming off a of bye week, I am going to trust that Kirk Ferentz could draw something up on the defensive side of the ball to at least keep this game a little bit close. Ohio State, the defense, uh, nothing truly special. Definitely improved under Jim Knowles from last year. Knew that was going to happen, but it's still nothing elite, nothing special. I think they'll still be able to score a couple times, um, and, and they'll be able to keep Ohio State a little bit contained, as much as you can with that really high-powered offense. So I'm taking the 29 points with Iowa. Syracuse, Clemson, Clemson late 13 and a half. Uh, this is homecoming for Clemson. They won this game 17 to 14 last year. They're eight and two all time against Clemson. However, or uh, Syracuse, this this is a different Clem or a different Syracuse team. This is different. Both teams. This is different. Everybody, everybody's different. Um, yeah, both these teams are very different from what they were last year. Um, you know, you could point to it. And you could say, look. You know, Syracuse kept it close last year, and they're even better this year. But we all know Clemson is a much, much better team than they were last year as well. So looking at this matchup, uh, I don't know. Tread tread lightly on this game. Something telling, Something's telling me the smart side of this game is to be on Clemson minus 13.5. However, I did take the points with Syracuse, if I'm being honest. I bought the point. I bought a point and took this game up to 14 and a half. Uh, and I did not bet a lot of money on it. Just so you understand. The, like, Syracuse is my pick, but I don't love it. Don't have a lot of confidence in it. I bet every single game in some fashion. Uh, some of them I sold. Like last week, Iowa State, I bet the hell out of that game. Iowa State with the points, solo bet. Um, but a game like this. Nah, I'll just chuck it on something random, some parlay, long shot, couple bucks, whatever. It's just for fun, just so I have stake in every single game. That's actually the whole reason I bet parlays is so I have skin in every single game and I can pretend it matters, even though I know I'm not going to win a parlay. And, you know, every now and then, every great once in a while. But um, y'all gamble. You know what the odds are on those things. So, um, but yeah, I'm going to take the points with Syracuse. Nothing I love. 
a game I am starting to really like. I, I don't understand why the line is dropping, but Kansas at Baylor. Baylor laying seven and a half. This is the second leg of a back-to-back road trip for Kansas. They have lost Jalen Daniels. They lost uh, they lost uh, Kobe Bryant in the secondary. Jacoby Bryant now going by Kobe Bryant because he's fucking sweet. Um, they lost him in the secondary last week. This is homecoming for Baylor. Baylor won this game 35-7 to last year. Um, look, this Jason Bean, he's he's fine. He's well enough. Hitting the road for a second week in a row, though. They're taking shots left and right. The magic is over. They've now lost two straight. Baylor's going to take it to this team. I'm laying the points with Baylor all day, and I do actually like that one. Um, next up, Cincinnati minus three at SMU. I am really surprised that this line is three. I'm really surprised that this line has not gone up yet. Uh, this is my heaviest bet game of the week so far. This is homecoming for SMU. Good for you. But since he's off the bye, SMU's coming off of now long rest, but they did play the triple option last week. I do always like to fade a team after playing the triple option. And, uh, you know, Navy did backdoor that thing. I got lucky as fuck to hit that Navy plus 12 and a half bet. But also Navy did hang into that game hang in for that game for most of the game. They just, you know, third quarter, like mid to late through the third quarter, SMU pulled away a little bit, and then Navy came back and backdoored it at the end. Um, which, by the way, Navy, the only team in the world that could run a two-minute drill. It was more like a, like a minute and a half. Their two-minute drill took like 40 minutes. I, I was like, holy shit, like how are they doing this? How are they making this take so long? They had like two timeouts. <laughs> I don't know how they did it, but hey, that's Navy also like to point out that's one of the benefits of taking a triple option team is whenever or not a triple option team but it just ends up working this way as a service academy the discipline there you know if you get an army you get a navy you get an air force they're gonna play until that final whistle even if they know they can't win they're gonna play hard for you so that's one of the benefits of taking a service academy team is you've got a better chance of getting the cover on the back door because they're gonna keep playing until that final whistle blows so um just something to keep in mind. But um, point being of all that was SMU didn't look dominating to me. They still, they've had all those guys quit um, since he does have UCF on deck. So maybe a little look ahead spot, but since he's off the bye, it's a long road trip. I get that, but they won this game 48 to 14 last year. They're five and one all time against SMU. I get that SMU is a decent team, but with what they've lost, I, 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 I don't know. Even with this Cincy team not being quite as good this year as they were last year, obviously nowhere near as good as they were last year. Um, we're at a point in the season where they're much more talented than this team. They should be starting to get it together a little bit more. SMU's done nothing special. I, I just don't see how. Uh, I just don't see how they keep it within a field goal. So I'm laying the three, and I, I like it a lot with Cincy. UL Monroe travels to West Point to play Army. Army Lang. Uh, seven, I believe. Let me double check that number. Yeah, seven. This line also hasn't moved. Uh, this is the second leg of a back-to-back road trip for for um UL Monroe. Air Force is on deck for Army, but I don't know if Army. I I don't really expect that service academies look ahead. That's another thing with the discipline with them. I think they're ready for every single game in front of them. Um, just sometimes they're not good enough to to win it, but um. This particular game, Louisiana boys traveling up to West Point. Uh, it's a pretty pretty far trip. 
I think Army's going to handle business here. I, I'm laying the seven with Army. Indiana, Rutgers. Rutgers minus three. Rutgers coming off a bye week. It's homecoming. They won this game 38-3 to last year. Um, I really don't see a reason not to take <laughs> Rutgers, actually. So uh, it's very uncomfortable to lay that many points with Rutgers. I know it's only three, and it, but Indiana sucks. And this is a good spot for Rutgers to get this done. Um, yeah, I, that, that's the side I'm on. I, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's weird, but Greg Schiano has this team playing really well. I, I don't know. I don't know how I couldn't take them. So, um, Jake Tuttle transfers for Indiana. I thought there was news about somebody transferring from Indiana. It's okay. Jake Tuttle that doesn't play. So, uh, he's the backup quarterback quarterback for, um, Connor Ballsack, and he stinks. So whatever. Um, anyway, Rutgers minus three coming off the bye week. They won this game by 35 last year in Bloomington. I see no reason they can't get it done on homecoming night with Greg Schiano. So uh, let's do it. Let's lay the three points. Speaking of laying three points, Houston minus three at Navy. Um, I'm also going to go ahead and lay the three points there. A little bit dangerous. I don't necessarily love a Houston versus Navy matchup. However, Houston did have a bye week. It's a long road trip. Probably going to be a little cooler than uh, Houston's used to up there. But, hey, they got this done last year, 28-20. to 20. They've won five of the last seven against Navy. So uh, they've actually been a program that handles the triple option pretty well. Um, I'm going to take an opportunity to actually fade a service academy. It seems like I bet all the service academies – uh, I take the points or lay the points with them every single week. I've already taken Army. Here's a spot. I'm going to lay the three with Houston, even though they've screwed me over so many times this year. And uh, I'm going to go against Navy. And I, I feel pretty decent about it. Um, Akron, Kent State. Kent State laying 18 and a half. They won this game 38 to nothing last year. They've won the last three. Uh, I'm absolutely sick of waiting for Akron to... Um, I don't know, be any sort of a decent team. I guess they've been showing a little bit of fight lately, uh, starting to show a little improvement. But a touchdown, um, I don't know. I think Central Michigan's worth a touchdown, minus six and a half. Oh, geez, I'm talking about the wrong team. Akron, <laughs> uh, Kent State, Kent State laying 18 and a half. Yeah, uh, they have the offense to do that. So it's nothing I love. I'm not jumping out the gate to bet this game. I'm not excited about it, but I am going to lay it. Uh, Duke, Miami, Miami is laying nine last I saw. Let me double check that number two. Yeah, nine. I don't know what's driving this number up. I mean, they did win it 47 to 10 last year. They have won six of the last eight matchups. Um, but you know what I'm seeing on the field this year, nine points. I got to take Duke unless there's something I'm missing injury wise. I, I don't know. I, I don't know who's betting Navy to drive that line. It opened at like six. Who is betting Miami to draw that drive that lineup like that? So I don't know. Very, very surprising. But I'm taking the nine points with Duke. Toledo minus seven at Buffalo. Buffalo won the last two times these teams have played. Uh different Buffalo teams with they were the Leopold teams, 2018, 2019. Uh they got it done. But I'm still gonna take the points with Buffalo. I'm still gonna take the seven points. I think this team's playing much better under Linquist. We've kind of pointed it out in the offseason that Buffalo, as much as we didn't really, eh, I think I maybe projected them five and seven, I think. Um, you know, didn't think a whole hell of a lot of them. 
But at the same time, they did really raid the transfer portal. They brought in some talent. Felt like, you know, well, there's some pieces there if they can get it together. And I feel like they're getting it together little bit by little bit ever since they dropped that game to Holy Cross. And, and, and don't shit all over Holy Cross. They're good FCS. So um, I'm taking the seven points with Buffalo. Toledo's the better team, but I think Buffalo gets up for this game and uh, catching a touchdown at home, I'm going to take it. Now here's a game that I like blacked out and started talking about. Central Michigan is playing Bowling Green, another team that sucks, just like Akron. Must be why I got confused. Um, Bowling Green's coming off a win. Now they travel to Mount Pleasant uh, to play Central Michigan. Six and a half points. I, I don't know. I'm going to lay it. I, I don't feel great about it. Um, Central Michigan has been really, really disappointing this year. But I just – I really struggle to make myself bet Bowling Green. I really hate Bowling Green, and I think they suck. And I, I, don't, I don't know. It's just what it's just what I do. I'm going I'm to fade them. So uh, Central Michigan minus six and a half. Let's do it. Um, Eastern Michigan, Ball State, staying in the MAC. Um, Ball State is laying two and a half. Pretty surprising season so far for Ball State. They're playing pretty good. Uh, this is homecoming. They won this game last year, 38 to 31. They've won the last three. However, I like this spot for Eastern Michigan. This is what Eastern Michigan does. They go, they lose a stupid game last week at home, <clears throat> whatever. And then they're going to come out and they're going to hang in here with Ball State. Ball State got lucky to beat UConn last week. They shouldn't have won that game. This Ball State team is getting lucky like week after week to be in games, to be winning games. I don't know what's going on, but Eastern Michigan's the better team here. I think you're seeing it with the line being at two and a half. Um, so I am going to go ahead and take them probably for the outright upset, but definitely plus the two and a half. NIU minus three against OU. This is the second leg of a back-to-back road trip for NIU. NIU won their last two matchups against OU 2018 and 2019, so a couple years ago. But they won them both. Um, I don't know. I I lay the points with NIU, but I I really don't like this game, so don't get too stoked on that. OU has been surprising me a little bit. I didn't think they were going to get the win last week against Western Michigan. That was actually a game I bet. Nah, not heavily, but fairly decently. I thought Western Michigan should have easily got that one done. Um, and OU kind of fucked them up. So I think that's a big statement about the state of Western Michigan's program. But uh, OU shown a little fight this year, so there is that. UNLV, Notre Dame. Notre Dame laying 25. They have Syracuse on deck. Um, there's not much to say about this game. I'm, I'm taking the points just because I don't – Trust Notre Dame to lay that many points, 25. Uh, that being said, there's there's no reason to to get too crazy with this game one way or another from my standpoint. 25 points with Notre Dame, I don't know. It's, it's an uncomfortable number for me. So <laughs> I'm going to take the points with UNLV, but I don't like it. West Virginia, Texas Tech. Texas Tech laying seven. It's homecoming for Texas Tech. Texas Tech is off the bye. West Virginia is off long rest, though. They had a big win uh, over Baylor last week. Um, Texas Tech won this game last year in Morgantown, 23-20. They've won three straight, so they've actually been playing West Virginia really well. Um, I do think Texas Tech probably gets this win. Seven points, though. It's a pretty surprising line. It's a pretty big line. I'm going to take the seven points with West Virginia here. Um, feels like too many. So I'm not money line in this thing, but I, I am taking the points with West Virginia. 
Uh, Rice laying three points against Louisiana Tech. Um, second leg of a back-to-back road trip for Rice. Homecoming Louisiana Tech. Rice won this game 35-31 last year. Lost the previous six. Um, I don't know. Down there, Ruston, Louisiana. I'm going to take the three points. I, I don't like it. Rice, they're they're showing a lot of improvement this year. Uh, Louisiana Tech, not a very good team. But I'm still not going to trust laying a field goal or more with Rice on the road in it. A matchup that I think is uh, fairly evenly matched. I mean, Rice is probably the little bit better team, but I don't think they're like some world beater, obviously. So I'm going to take the three points with La Tech, but honestly, come on. That's not a great game to bet. So (laughs) Um, I don't know. I've seen a lot of people getting stoked on that game, actually, for Rice. So whatever. Uh, I'm not going to be one of them. (laughs) OK State TCU. Sorry, not OK State, not not TCU. That was last week. Uh, that game cost me some money, actually. No, I, I covered that game, but I did have OK State outright in some things because I keep fading TCU, and just apparently I'm never going to get that one right. But OK State versus Texas, I don't understand Texas laying six on the road. Uh, I think that's just the public overhype in this team. Um, Oklahoma State, it's homecoming. They won last year 32-24. to They've won five of the last seven against texas hello this game is in stillwater this is the biggest road trip that uh quinn ewers is going to take so far and in, in, in his 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 uh young career i'm taking okay state plus six i'm gonna dabble on the money line it's too many points dude too many points so i'm taking the six here uh old miss lsu what do we got this line at right now last i looked it was two uh I am still seeing two. So Ole Miss is getting two points off of Mississippi, which is really surprising to me. Um, Off of Mississippi. They are Mississippi. Off of LSU. Uh, LSU, you know, they got the win last week against Florida as hard as they tried to lose it. Both teams really trying to lose because both of those teams suck, LSU and Florida. Um, Ole Miss undefeated, but it is a little bit fraudulent. They have not beat anybody. This is a tough uh, road trip here for Ole Miss. They won this game last year, 31-17, to but LSU won the previous five. It's been a while since Ole Miss got it done in Baton Rouge. Um, can they get this one done? I don't know. I think the wrong team is favored as far as who is genuinely the better team. Now, I, like I said, I think Ole Miss is fraudulent. Their wins are sketchy. Um, but LSU, I've watched a lot of LSU football. I haven't watched a ton of Ole Miss football. Honestly, because they've played such shitty teams. <laughs> um, so I haven't been that interested in the matchups in the game. So I haven't watched them play. I just know they haven't really been convincingly fucking up any of those teams that aren't all that good. They're, you know, they're just not. LSU, they've had some good games. I've watched about three or four times now, and, and I'm just not impressed with the football team. They just don't look like a great football team. So, um, yeah, I'm going to take the points with Ole Miss and go money line, but this line smells to me. I think it's a little bit shady. I think they could easily lose. I'm not going to go crazy on that game. I feel like it's a big-time sucker bet, if I'm being honest. UCLA, Oregon. Uh, we got Oregon laying six points at home at Autzen Stadium. Uh, both of these teams off buys. Oregon won this game by three last year in the Rose Bowl. They've won nine of the last ten. Um I'm gonna I'm gonna take the points with UCLA. I think it's too many points, but 
I think Oregon is the better team. So while, you know, there is some logic to taking a little bit of UCLA money line, there is. Um, don't, I don't know. Don't go overboard on this game. Outson's a really tough place to play. Uh, we don't know what Danny Lanning is going to look like here against UCLA, against Chip Kelly. So um, it's going to be very interesting to see. But I do think Oregon is the better football team. Um, I'm not going crazy with money line plays. That's for sure. Like I said, Outson, really tough place to play. Um, but I'm going to take the six points with UCLA. It feels a little too big. So, uh, Boston College, Wake Forest, Wake Forest laying 21 points. Uh, flat out, I think Wake Forest is 10 times the team that Boston College is. Uh, it's unfortunate for me. I was holding an over ticket. I'm sorry, it's a 20 and a half now. It even went down a little bit. Um, it, it, it's unfortunate because I had a Boston College over six and a half ticket in my hands this year, but. Here's the thing, they're both off the bye. Wake won this game 41-10 to 10 last year. They've won three of the last four, and Boston College is completely inept. I think Wake could easily run this run, run this team by more than three touchdowns, so I'm going to lay that. Um, BYU, Liberty, BYU laying six and a half. Um, there's not much to say about this game. There's no history to this game. BYU, clearly not as good as we thought they were going to be. Liberty, overperforming what I thought they were going to be. Um, six and a half points. That's a really, really far road trip. Uh, if I'm being 100% honest, I got BYU at five and I laid it. I got them at five and I laid the points. Um, six and a half. I'm going to take Liberty hesitantly, but I don't really like this game at all. I don't suggest going crazy on it. Next game on deck, we got Purdue traveling to Madison, Wisconsin. To play um, the Wisconsin Badgers. Uh, Wisconsin fresh off a loss to Michigan State. We all know Michigan State isn't good. However, I told you take the seven and a half. Um, and I was good with a little bit of a money line play because Michigan State kind of owns Wisconsin. Now, speaking of teams that own other teams, this is homecoming for Wisconsin. They won last year 30-13. to 13. They have won this game 15 straight times against Purdue. They own Purdue. Um Conventional wisdom tells you lay three and a half, take two and a half. Um, look, Purdue probably is the little bit better team on a grand scale, like probably a decently better team on a grand scale, but they really struggle in this particular matchup. Um, especially with Brom, it is kind of that situation. Like, uh, like I was saying with UAB Western Kentucky, it's a cute offense versus a tough team. Um, I think Jim Leonard will be ready for this game. I'm going to lay the two and a half with Wisconsin. Don't feel amazing about it. You could dabble a little bit with some Purdue money line if you want, but uh, I'm just going to play the numbers here. I'm going to play Wisconsin to get this one done. Texas, Oklahoma State. I already talked that one, so I'm looking off at two different things right now. Uh, I was supposed to do this podcast yesterday, and I didn't. <laughs> so my numbers are from yesterday. I am double-checking them live time on uh, Bavada currently, making sure I give you the most accurate lines. So uh, looking at two different things here. We got Maryland minus – 13 and a half uh, against Northwestern. So um, Talia Tagovailova looks like he might be uh, done for a little bit here. Um, I, I haven't actually double-checked that today. <laughs> let me let me take a quick look, see if we got any injury news on Talia Tagovailova. Um, here's the deal. He's a game-time decision has a sprained MCL. So he's not going to be 100% if he does play. Um, 
I don't know that he'll be playing this game. I think they'll probably try to get it done with a backup, honestly. I'm going to take the points with Northwestern Maryland. Much better football team than Northwestern. They are. Um, it's homecoming in Maryland. But Northwestern's off the bye. I, I kind of expect Patty Fitzgerald to have this team up for this game. Uh, I bought I bought a point in this one to take it up to 14.5. I took the Northwestern side of things. Uh, Tulane laying seven against Memphis. Now Memphis is on the second leg of a back-to-back. This is homecoming for Tulane. Memphis won this game 33-28 to last year in the Liberty Bowl. Um, but I'm taking Tulane here. I'm going to lay the seven. Uh, I bought a half a point, took it down to six and a half. I don't love the number at seven, but I think Tulane gets this one done. The number is making it really tough for me. Um, I'm definitely, definitely on the Tulane side of things, but uh, seven's a it's a risky number. These two teams are pretty evenly matched, I think, as much as you know Tulane looks like the better team right now with everything they're doing. But um, it's really close. It's really close to that seven. And like my projected line would be Tulane minus six, so it's really, really right in that ballpark. This is tough. This is a tough line. All right, next up, Miami of Ohio against Western Michigan. Miami of Ohio laying six and a half. Um, Miami has actually lost the last seven matchups against Western Michigan. However, this is Western Michigan team is not very good. I'm going to lay the six and a half with Miami of Ohio. I think they're just the uh, the better team in this matchup, hands down. So uh, I'm laying the points. Georgia Southern, Old Dominion. Uh, this is homecoming for Old Dominion. Georgia Southern coming off a big win against James Madison. Um, I'm going to lay the two points with ODU. I, I don't feel amazing about it, honestly. This this game is a coin flip. It's a it's a crapshoot here. So anything can really happen, but I am going to lay the two points with ODU. Charlotte minus 14 and a half um, against Florida International. Uh, this is homecoming for Charlotte. Charlotte won this game 45 to 13 last year, so right around uh, the same number, pretty close to it. Um, I don't know. I, I'm taking Charlotte because I, I just, I just don't really bet Florida International. If I'm being honest, I, I don't really ever bet them for anything. <laughs> They're a really bad football team. So, um, whatever. I'm gonna lay the points with Charlotte, but I, I, I don't love it. UTSA minus ten against North Texas. Now this is homecoming for UTSA. They waited to schedule their homecoming um, till a little later. They did it intentionally to schedule it against North Texas. North Texas ruined UTSA's perfect season last year, the only team to beat them in the regular season. Um, so I think this is a big-time revenge spot. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lay the points with UTSA. I think they're the much better team. I think they run up a little bit on, on North Texas and prove a point here. So I, I do like this one a decent amount for UTSA. Vandy, Mizzou, um, the Who Cares Bowl here. <laughs> um I'm going to take the points with Vanderbilt. It's uh, 14 points right now it's sitting at. I'm going to take the points with Vandy, but I, I don't really love it. I think both these teams suck. Um, this is a homecoming game for Missouri, the second leg of a back-to-back for Vanderbilt. Missouri won this game by nine last year. They won seven of the last nine, obviously the better program in recent history. But um, I don't know. I just don't like laying that many points with Missouri, to, to be honest. So. Stanford, Arizona State, Arizona State catching now two and a half. I caught this game at three and a half. I'm still going to probably take Arizona State at two and a half, but uh, I definitely like it a lot less at two and a half. Um, 
if I'm being honest. Yeah, so it's a really good spot. You got Stanford coming off the Notre Dame win. Zona State's off a bye. Uh, Arizona State won this game 28-10 to 10 last year, but they've only won two of the last 10. So, um, honestly, at two and a half, I, I probably – I probably don't bet this game. <laughs> uh, three and a half, I really did like it. I think Arizona State keeps it close, but I, I don't know. Man, that's a tough one now. Two and a half is a really tough one. Uh, buy a point, buy it up over a field goal. <laughs> uh, next game, we're going to talk Colorado State versus Hawaii. Oh, boy. So we got Colorado State now at four and a half. Um, Hawaii won this game last year, 50 to 44. They've won two straight in this matchup. Uh, here's the deal. Both these teams really, really suck. Take whatever side you want. I- I'm going to take Colorado state, whatever, uh, just to make a pick on this podcast, but don't, don't bet this game a lot. Please, please don't, uh, Florida Atlantic playing UTEP, UTEP catching four off of the owls. I'm going to take UTEP. Um, they are off the bye. FAU won this game 28 to 25 last year in, in uh, Boca Raton, but being in El Paso, I'm going to take UTEP plus the four and, and go ahead and sprinkle some on the money line too. Why not? They could they could win this game. So um, these are two pretty evenly matched teams. Florida Atlantic, I thought they were going to be a lot better this year. They're not. So um, I'm taking the points over a field goal for sure. Louisiana Lafayette laying six and a half against Arkansas State. This is second leg of a back-to-back for Arkansas State. Lafayette won this game by one last year. Um they won this game by one last year, 28 to 27. Uh, they've won four of the last five against Arkansas State. Obviously, Lafayette, the much better program. But I'm going to take the six and a half points with Arkansas State. I think that's a few too many points. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to take it. They've been a little more competitive this year. Louisiana, Lafayette, obviously nothing like special. So uh, I'm going to take it almost a touchdown there. Southern Miss, Texas State. Southern Miss laying two and a half on the road against Texas State. Uh, in San Marcos. I'm going to lay the two and a half with Southern Miss. I, I think they've just shown that they're the better team. Yeah, uh, Texas State, they got a win over App State. Really impressive. Uh, last time, or that was, I don't know, that was two weeks ago. So, But uh, still, still an impressive win, but I still don't think much of this team. Southern Miss playing pretty well. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to lay the two and a half with uh, the Golden Eagles. San Jose State minus 21 and a half against New Mexico State. I really don't like this game either. Um, I laid the points, whatever. Uh, New Mexico State, I really think sucks, but it is homecoming for New Mexico State. Uh, second leg of a back to back for San Jose State. San Jose State only won this game by six last year. So there's definitely an argument that you can make to take the Aggies. At, I'm just, I'm just not doing it. So there you have it. Go on whatever side you want, but. <laughs> That's my side for the purpose of this podcast. Fresno State laying 11 against New Mexico. Uh, Hayner, as far as I understand, Jay Hayner, still day-to-day, week-to-week, I think they're calling it. So who knows if he's going to be back? Probably not. This is homecoming for New Mexico. Fresno won this game 34-7 to last year. They've won three of the last four matchups. I'm going to lay the points with Fresno. It seems like they got some things figured out. Uh, took care of San Jose State last week. Um Maybe they're starting to feel it a little more. So maybe uh, Fife, the quarterback, is, is getting used to his role there with Tedford. So I'm going to lay the 11 points with Fresno, but I also don't really love that one. Mississippi State, Alabama. Alabama's laying 21. Um, this is homecoming Alabama. I don't think that really matters for an Alabama team, to be honest. They're motivated to play every week. I don't think they need extra motivation. 
second leg of a back-to-back for Mississippi State. And Bama won this game 49-9 last year. They've won it 14 straight times. Uh, here's the deal, though. 21 points is a lot of points now. I know they won 49 to 9 last year. Uh, but I'm gonna t- I'm gonna take the 21. I just really don't think Bama's that good this year. I mean, they're good. Don't get me wrong, they're good, but they're not dominant. Um, they could easily cover this number. You know, you got the bounce back after the Tennessee loss. Everybody always expects, oh, Nick Saban's pissed. He's gonna come out, he's gonna fuck people up. And that could very well happen here. However, I didn't like what I saw from Bama's secondary against Tennessee. Um and Mike Leach obviously runs a good offense there uh, with the Bulldogs. So I'm going to take the 21 points, but I'm not in love with it. Boise State Air Force. Air Force is laying three and a half. Um, Boise's off the bye week. Air Force won this game 24 to 7 last year, but Boise had won the previous four. Um, Boise coming off a bye. This is exactly where you want to get a, a triple option team with a week to prepare for it. Boise fired that OC. They're no longer running air raid. They're starting to actually run the football be a more physical team. I'm taking the three and a half. I'm dabbling on the money line. I love it at three and a half though. This line went down to three. I bet it originally. I got it at three and a half. I saw it go down to three. I was like, yeah, this game's kind of a coin flip, but catching over a field goal. I really, really like this game uh, for Boise state. So um, yeah, catching three and a half. It's, it's a good spot. I, I like that. Uh, different brand of football going on there with Boise. I, I think they're more like what they used to be. I'm glad they're starting to figure it out. Penn State, Minnesota. Penn State laying four and a half. Uh, this is the second leg of a back-to-back road trip for Minnesota. Homecoming for Penn State. Uh, OSU on deck for Penn State. So that is interesting. Um, Clifford, they're kind of toying around. Oh, they're saying uh, Clifford's the guy. Uh, Clifford's our starting quarterback. He's earned it. But, like, he might be hurt maybe this Saturday. Uh, they're calling him day-to-day, so I don't know what's really going on. I think they might be wanting to go to Alar, 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 however you say it. But um, I'm, I'm, I'm hesitantly laying the four-and-a-half with Penn State. We'll put it that way. I don't love this game. Minnesota could easily win this game. Penn State could easily win this game. I, I, ugh, I hate this game. Um but I think I'm on the Penn State side of things. After what I saw from Minnesota against Illinois last week, I know Illinois is a lot better than I've been giving them credit for. They really are. Uh, but Minnesota just had no no, no heart, no fight out there. So I'm not impressed with Tanner Morgan at all or the offense. It's it's all Mo Ibrahim. Uh, Minnesota has an okay defense, a pretty good defense, and a, and a bad offense. So um, – Penn State home game, even if they have a LAR, a home game is not the worst place to do it. It's a night game at Penn State. It is a look ahead spot, but I'm going to lay the points. Uh, so let's go down to Texas A&M, laying three in, in Columbia, playing South Carolina. The Gamecocks, both these teams off by A&M, won this game 44 to 14 last year. They're 8 0 all time against the Gamecocks. Um, but. I kind of I predicted South Carolina to win this game in the preseason, catching a field goal more or more. I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to say they're up for this game. They're ready for this game. Uh, they come out and and you know they play what is a pretty even team to them. Um, I don't really see a whole hell of a lot of that. I don't think either of these teams are good. That's that's what I'm getting at. I don't think either team is very good. So. Uh, at home, I'm going to take the points and, and probably dabble a little on the money line just for just because I called for it to happen. Uh, East Carolina, 
catching five off of UCF. Uh, interesting spot here. You got uh, UCF won this game by four last year in the bounce house down here in Orlando. Uh, they won 20 to 16. They've won eight of the last nine, but they got Cincinnati on deck. Um, I'm taking the five points with ECU and I'm calling for the upset there. Plus 170 money line. I'm on ECU to win this game against Central Florida. Uh, I think these are two close to, you know, UCF's a little bit better. They are a little bit better, definitely. But they're not go on the road and go play in one of the toughest college and football environments, especially at the G5 level. They're not that level of good. They have a look ahead spot. Um, I'm on ECU to get this one done. Plus five, definitely. Money line plus 170, going to dabble on it for sure. Kansas State and uh, TCU, this line, I caught it at five when it opened. I really liked it. Uh, now three and a half, I'm still going to take it. I'm still taking the points with Kansas State. I think they could also win this game outright. Um, very physical brand of football that TCU hasn't really dealt with much yet. This is a very good defensive team. Um and I think they could definitely keep it within a field goal. So anything within a field goal, I'm going with it. Uh, sure, you could dabble on the money line a little bit, but um, haven't made a whole lot of money fading TCU straight up this year. So uh, also another thing, K-State's off the bye. TCU's off the overtime win against OK State, where they really should have lost that game. OK State ran that whole game. They, they were dominating it. K-State also won this game 35-12 to last year. They won three straight against TCU. Um just the bye week to prepare is huge, I think. Catching three and a half, I'm on it with the Wildcats. Let's go. Colorado, Oregon State. Oregon State's laying 23 and a half. Uh, I hate this game. I hate this game. I hate this game. Um, we got transfer news out of Colorado. Uh, quarterback to start the year, Brennan Lewis. He has entered the transfer portal. Uh, not a big deal for Colorado since uh, – he hasn't been playing. He's been like third on the depth chart ever since the beginning of the season. So um, this is homecoming for Oregon State. Colorado got uh, the win over Oregon State last year, actually, in Boulder, 37-34. Uh, to 34. They've actually won four of the last five against Oregon State, interestingly enough. Um, Oregon State, the much better team here. I'm taking the points, but I, I don't know. I don't, I don't recommend you go crazy on this. Colorado's run this series as of late, but these two teams are very, very uh, – Different from what they've been as of late. Oregon State's a legitimate team in the Pac-12. Colorado really sucks, um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna take the 23 and a half cautiously. Um, this game's been all over the place. Pitt and Louisville. Louisville's laying two and a half. Uh, both teams are off by off the bye week. This is homecoming for Louisville. Pitt won six of the last seven matchups uh, between these two teams, and and. I'm taking Pitt. I, I don't know. This game's shady. There's something to it, but I, I don't know how you take Louisville here. Louisville sucks. Um, so I, I'm going to take Pitt plus a two and a half, dabble a little on the money line, but I, I'm looking at it and the wrong team's definitely favored. So interesting, interesting matchup there. Wyoming minus four and a half against Utah State. I got this game at three. It's now up to four and a half. Uh, homecoming. For Wyoming. Wyoming is off the bye. Second leg of a back-to-back -back for Utah State. Wyoming won this game 44-17 to last year. There is no indicator telling you to take Utah State in this matchup. I'm laying the four and a half points. Uh, Wyoming's getting this one done. It's just a matter of by how much. 
I think they're worth almost a touchdown here, honestly, and, and it could be a blowout. So I'm going to lay the four and a half. I really liked it at the three where I got it, but it's even four and a half. I'm still laying it. Um, next game on deck, Washington laying seven and a half points against Cal Berkeley. Um, Washington won this game by seven last year, 31 to 24. Here's the deal, seven and a half. I just think it's too many points for this Washington team to be laying on the road. I know Cal's not great, but they – they can keep games close. I'm going with Cal to keep this game within a touchdown. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I like that one a decent amount, actually. So, uh, Cal plus seven and a half. Final game, San Diego State minus seven against Nevada. Uh, San Diego State is off the bye. They won this game by two last year, but this is obviously a much different Nevada team. They absolutely suck. Um, San Diego State, not very good themselves, if we're being honest. They, they're looking pretty bad, uh, really surprisingly bad for that team this year. So uh, it's a little uncomfortable to lay the seven on the road, but they should be able to handle business against this Wolfpack team that is just uh, just really bad. So that's going to do it for the Week 8 slate. I hope you guys are tuning in, telling friends. Uh, I'm going to try to start finding some new things to do here. Obviously, I'm sure you've noticed it's been just my voice on here every week, and uh, it's not the easiest thing to do to juggle everything at once, be the one talking, uh, looking up things on the spot as far as injuries that i got to check, this, that, the other. It's also hard to always make it like consistently entertaining when you're just talking to yourself here. So, um Proto Papa, try to link back up. It's just been a crazy stretch here for him. We're going to try to link back up. He's not dead. He's not out there. Uh, I don't know. He's not fired from Coastal Covers. We're not a real company, so that's not a thing. Uh, we're going to try to link back up. But I'm on the hunt. I'll, I'll put this out on the airwaves right now. I am on the hunt for another person, so we always make sure we have at least two on the show. Um because I'm going to be honest, I don't want this thing to fade off into the abyss just because it's getting kind of dry with just one dude, just one dude talking sports at you all the time. So uh, I'm, I'm looking for another chair. I'm, I'm looking for another person. If you are interested, the Twitter accounts are at GCG underscore wins or at Coastal Covers 24, particularly if you know a female that is interested in college football and gambling. Let her know. We're looking for another chair to be on the show because uh, the female demographic is just 0%. <laughs> so that is why I would love to find a female that could talk some sports, get that perspective of things, and maybe bring in a different demographic. But uh, even if you're not a female, if you're just another dude that likes talking sports and you're like, hey, I like this show, I like their vibe, I think I can hang on there, uh, hit us up, talk to us, and, and, and we'll see what we can work out. It's not a paying gig, I'll tell you that right now. It's not. But uh, if you want to talk some sports and maybe try to grow a show with us, uh, hit us up. Hit us up and let us know, and we'll talk it out. So uh, that's going to do it for week eight. I will see you uh, hopefully for a reaction show. But those have been getting a ton of listens. So with as much work that goes into it, um, you know, if it's not getting a lot of listens, it's hard to hard to do sometimes. But uh, – yeah, reaction show. I'll try to do that on Monday. If not, we will see you for the pick show next week. Uh, again, Twitter handles at GCG underscore wins is me. The podcast page is at Coastal Covers 24. And I will see you next time.